This is Bird Road. I'm whispering because I'm hiding inside Nancy Pelosi's closet right now. <laughs> I'm being very quiet. Don't let them find you out. If they find me, they'll kill me like that one lady. You need a damn job. Snoop Doggy Dog. Need a damn jobby job. <laughs> Getting a jobby job. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure. This is like the, the last few minutes in your life when your brain just releases all the DMT and you don't even know what you feel. You just feel good. It just is like the last endorphin rush before death. Uh, <laughs> just Oh my God. <laughs> one day before you die, like the moment before you die. There's like the thing that pops into your head. Your last thought will just be me being like, need to get a job a job. <laughs> Sometimes when I start laughing like that, I feel like I can't like feel my chest. So I'm sure it's going to be some, somewhat similar to that. <laughs> Here's a question before we get into the reason that we're like recording this podcast so late at night on this insane day that's been... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's so many different adjectives that we will try to explore, I guess. Um, but uh, I have a I have a ethical quandary for you. All right. Okay. Let's say that you have 100 doses of the vaccine, right? And you're vaccinated. Everybody you love is vaccinated. Um, okay. But you have 100 doses of the vaccine right now for COVID-19. The AstraZeneca or maybe the Pfizer vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) You have 100 doses. And um, directly across the street from you, or maybe just like a couple blocks from you, there are, you have 100 doses. There are 100 young people, age 20 to 40, just like a couple blocks away from you. And you can, Mm. you've been authorized, you've been permitted to you know distribute it to them to administer it to them or the other thing you can do is about 30 miles away there are 20 old people who are at risk and have a chance of dying mm-hmm. right and could die you could get in the car and drive there now i'm not talking about convenience because for you the convenience factor would just be that you just dump it in the trash and ignore it sure and pretend absolutely that, pretend that nobody told you or that you didn't get it yeah like it didn't come with instructions or something and you just lied oh my my ringer was off <laughs> my ringer i didn't even know i had a thing i had to go drop off a dog somewhere um but like let's pretend that you know this is your your moral dilemma your your choice right what mm. of those two things do you go do? I mean, you really should do the young people, right? Like, you should save the young people. Why? What's your reasoning? And I'll tell you what mine is. 
I mean, because old people have gotten a chance to live already. I mean, they're certainly more susceptible. They're going to die more, but they're going to die anyway. So at least give the young people a chance, right? I mean, the young people are going to die anyway, too. Right? Well, but I mean soon and, you know, definitively. <laughs> well, the reason I ask this question is because I'm having like a lot of problems with the rollout of this vaccine. And I think you guys are having the same um, hiccups over there in Nevada. My answer is mm-hmm. a bit of a trick question is that if you even bother to stop and think about that question, you're doing it wrong. My mm-hmm. opinion is that you need to just take the fucking vaccines and get them out there and get them in anybody's arms, whether they're across the street, whether they're 10 miles away, that everybody's being way too fucking precious about this process. Everybody's treating it right. like it's this, uh, you know, they're treating it like it's like it's banking or something or like, so, or, mm. or like they're, they're treating it like it's some sort of, um, they're treating it, they're treating it like it's a birthright trip to Israel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're treat, it's like they're treating it like it's like it's Medicaid. Like you need to like qualify yeah. fourteen different ways. They're treating it. You know what it reminds me of? Honestly, the experience most close to me that that I feel uh, resonates with it. They're treating it like student loans. Like all the hoops mm. you have to jump through to apply for a student loan. Like all the shit that you have to do, the the documentation and like where you are in line for it and like your your deadline and when you're gonna be there. All this all of all of this is I think um a, a, a concentration of power because to be the one that controls it, whether you're like Sisolak or um DeSantis or the more local, you know, administrators of the of the vaccine is a type of power. And the exercising of that power and holding it in your hand like this precious little fucking thing. Don't hold it in your hand. Let it out. Let it go. Get it the fuck out there. They were talking Mm. about how in Israel they do, um, like, they get to the end of their shifts, these nurses, and then they just go out and they find anybody that if they have leftover. And it doesn't matter. Like, it it doesn't matter if it's somebody that's in an at-risk pool or what everybody needs it so they just go out and they're right. like hey you want it we got these extra ones you know do you th- do you think this is all done on purpose or do you think it's all just part of a system that makes everything too complicated yeah i think that it's it's just like everything in our country it's this concept of like false scarcity like it, you have mm-hmm. to have scarce scarcity is necessary for there to be like markets for the markets right. to be you know profitable in, in any meaningful way for people to be able to make for corporations and the stakeholders to be able to make any money off of it, there needs to be um, uh, scarcity. Now there is scarcity, right? Because like we know, they only created what twenty million of them before the end, twenty million vaccinations before the end of the year, and that they're only gonna have, um, I don't know, or to two million, or to, and then like a hundred million or something like that. I forget what the numbers are, but they're just enough to you know supposedly get us to herd immunity. It's a real floating target, but mm. um, being able to hold that over the head with the th- over over people's heads with the threat of a rush, dude. There has not been a fucking rush for this vaccine. Quite the opposite. Right. People, we we need to start doing a better job of marketing it and getting it out there because, like, they're being like I said before, so precious about the administration of it that. It ends up being a thing where, like, there are there's this this concept that's emerging right now, which is like this. Uh, 
I don't even know if there's an official term for it yet, but it's like implied courtesy where there are, there are huge swaths of people out there. And I think you and I are probably in this group, but then there's also people who are, um, and I should mention, I, I mentioned a statistic of this on, on a show, on one of our shows recently. And, uh, and I was wrong or I, I wasn't wrong, but I wasn't giving the full data points. So there are these people who technically qualify for the, um, the vaccination right now and should mm. be able to get it. But they, it, it's, it's like, I don't know what you want to call it. Like the holding the door open principle or something like that. They assume like, oh, I, I can't be the one that needs it right now. I can't be one of the first people to get it. Like, I'm not going to get in the way. Let other people get it. And so right. many people adopt that, that there's nobody going to fucking get it, to actually be right. the first in line. It's like when, uh, you know, the, the cheese fries come to the table and you don't want to be the first one to take a handful of them. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's that same thing. And I, I, I'm sort of correcting myself because I, I had read on the show a statistic from um I think it was Hillsborough County. I might be wrong though. Uh Hillsborough County where it said something like um like 40% or whatever, some large percentage, larger than you would think, of healthcare workers said that they didn't plan right away to get the vac to, to get the vaccine. And I presented mm. that on this show as damning and really bad news. Like fuck man, if if 40% of healthcare workers are are vaccine deniers or whatever that's really bad news and sure. it's yeah. still bad news but i was wrong i it's it's looking like most of those people it seems like a lot of those people when they give their reasons for why they're not eager to jump in the front of the line it's because of this sort of like false courtesy that they have it's not false courtesy they are actually being in their minds, they are being courteous. If right. you call it that, implied courtesy. I don't know, whatever you call it, just that, like, oh, the demureness of like, no, 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 it's not me. Let, let somebody else do that first. And it's like, no, please, everybody needs to fucking get in line and go do this right now. That would be like if you had like a, a remake of the Titanic and nobody's getting on the rafts and then everyone just drowns and dies. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, no, 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 please. After you. No, yeah. please. After you. Literally after you, after. please. Um, so we should probably talk about the last 24 hours, Dave. It's been a pretty crazy sure. 24 hours of our, in our Republic. And, um, you know, COVID is still, I think, a big, the biggest a big story but maybe it's not the biggest story in the country for the first time since um i don't know since election day since uh since covid i guess um i thought it might be a useful thing to like kind of go through a tiktok of the last like 24 uh, do a tiktok that's like a real journalism term <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing yeah do a tiktok that means that just means like go linear chronological order hmm. of a bunch of shit that happened um so Let's do that. Go linear in a chronological list of a bunch of shit that's happened in the last 24 hours. We're recording this during the 10 o'clock hour on um, uh, Wednesday night. And uh, it seems like, whatever, we'll get to it. But it seems like the last 24 hours and the madness that has defined it and sort of turned the country upside down. Um, it's going to result in Joe Biden in the next, I would say, 30 minutes or so getting um, finally certified through mm -hmm. congress as uh you know the president elect of the united the united states um but it wasn't easy getting there <laughs> so yeah uh 
and I guess what I'll do is I'll just kind of run through this a little bit and maybe we can like, as I, as I share these things, like we can kind of sh like just share our thoughts on it and, you know, okay. broadly what, what we think it means or something like that. Um, I, I think that the 24 hours ago at 1030, all eyes, 1030 on Tuesday, all eyes were on Atlanta or Georgia, I should say. With the two mm. special election runoffs, uh, the one is a normal election and the other one is a special election, but they were both runoffs. Uh, of course, um, uh, David Perdue was taking on uh, John Ossoff, Democrat John Ossoff, and Raphael Warnock, another Democrat, was taking on Kelly Loeffler, who had been um, an appointee uh, by Brian Kemp, uh, who was never actually elected. These tight races, and uh, I think that. I had told you privately, I don't think we had ever talked on the show about it, but I had told you privately I didn't have much faith. I think most people didn't have most like cynical and like deeply um, broken people didn't have uh, <laughs> much faith that either of them would win. Uh, this is Georgia right. famous for voter suppression, famous for, you know, every, doing everything that it could that it has been able to to suppress the vote probably should have been like a purplish bluish state for a long time now but remained red because of sort of the distribution of the population and the way that again that the that that, that elections are administered and are you know run in that state so um around this time 24 hours ago a lot of democrats were becoming elated because it looked like after a real seesaw situation where um the democrats in these two races would take the lead and then lose the lead and then take the lead and lose the lead uh it looked like um the democrats were going to win and they ended up winning were you following any of this or did you not know about this until the next morning uh i i saw it as it was happening a little bit i wasn't following it like piece by piece but it definitely seemed like everybody was like shocked and excited as i was going to bed yeah that, that that seems like kind of the way people were mostly shocked and excited and because what this does is after a really disappointing election day in November for Senate Democrat uh, candidates and, uh, you know, people who were like the, the, the overall effort of trying to, to tip the Senate into um, into the Democrats hands, this makes it a 50 50 Senate, which in a, you know, with with Kamala Harris as vice president casting a tie-breaking vote um theoretically gives the democrats control of the senate which is huge uh it's by the mm. the slimmest of margins like the most razor razor thin of margins if you count up the votes the that you know actually went into the senate as usual democrats um you know way outpaced republicans but it's the, the Senate, we've talked about it before, how it's this incredibly undemocratic institution that two senators from Wyoming have the same power as two senators from California. And Wyoming has 300,000 people and California has like 45 million people. So it's like this ridiculous um, situation where uh, like the, the, the Senate is an unde undemocratic scum of an scum hole of an institution and should be abolished. And it's, you know, one of the worst things. Sure. And w what I worry about is that that was, I feel like that was almost becoming a conversation that people were starting to become a little bit like woke to that. I also feel like people were starting to become a little woke to what an undemocratic and shitty, um, shitty uh, institution the Supreme Court 
is. And then like Trump losing and um, the the possibility of Biden either expanding the court or replacing some justices at some point, uh, being able to, you know, rest control of the judiciary or the that, that, you know, specifically the nominating process there. And then these two wins, like it makes people forget. You know, like it makes Democrats, specifically people, liberals, will forget that, like, oh, the Senate is my friend again. Now the Senate right. is good. And it's like, no, it's still bad. It's still voting's like, exciting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still something that should be changed. And it feels like there was a very nascent, very early embryonic effort to, or, or realization that, like, yeah, this is a shitty thing. Why is this, why do we rely on this shitty institution so much that is not reflective of the will of the people? And then it's like, never mind, we just barely won. It's good again. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's, that's, I guess results continue to trickle in and then through the morning. Um, Dave, did you know anything about, had you heard on social media at all about the potential for there being um a, this like mass protest in washington dc or no no i had no idea that uh, all i knew was the uh the election part so you didn't see any of the videos of like um maga people on uh on airplanes coming from texas and like uh like taking over flights and uh, harassing people and bothering people and putting up um what do you call it like trump uh what do you call those things the fucking projectors like the big industrial light projector handheld projectors like on the inside of the planes i had no idea about that so like so, imagine so this I'm, has been an ongoing thing then well it's been planned for a while i follow some people on twitter who like i was telling my wife this earlier today there's like coordination in that world in that like MAGA world and they always like i mean it, they don't just pop up in places they like all of these groups proud boys and um you know various MAGA groups and alt-right groups and then like out and out white supremacist groups they all coordinate to like descend on a place a lot of times it's like portland or a lot of times it's new york by the way what happened today is going to happen in New York on on either Saturday or Sunday. I forget which, but like there there are a bunch of these actions planned. Anyway, if you look on mm. Twitter, you can tell that these people were like in rare form because there were videos of them in quiet, like um, what do you call it, like uh, uh, red eye flights, just turning. Imagine you're in a red eye flight. The cabin is dark. It's cold. You're chilling. You've got your mask on. It sucks because you're, you know, on a mm. plane full of people who are not wearing masks because they're right. MAGA people. And then, like, somebody turns on just an industrial strength fucking projector on the inside of the plane that says, like, Trump, keep America great. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then that was... um. Obviously, only prelude to what ended up happening uh, around, oh, I would say midday, the Georgia results were made official. And then um, just like right after that is is when a rally was held, an outdoor rally was held with, with Trump, where he showed up and spoke. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was there. He made, a, um, made an appearance urging people to... Uh, get ready to go to war, I think were his, his, his words. And this just enormous 
typhoon typhoon of morons um <laughs> like just march their way up to the capitol building where at the time um vice president mike pence was presiding over the senate and you know in the process of certifying and making the uh the state legislature's votes uh, electoral votes over presiding over the electoral college making it all official um which is uh, our entire lives and in the entire history of this country has been just like a it's not a, a thing that's like live broadcast it's a completely procedural thing it's just like uh, it's like a checking off of boxes it's a complete formality it's not something that's that's some like moment of um of like intrigue or whatever and right uh, I guess were you were you paying attention to any of this when it started when it started happening? No, I like you said I had no idea that it was even a thing. Like I thought it, it was all done and everything. This was just about the election today, so I had no idea that was even part of what happened. Even once things started going nuts, yeah. So at that point, um, I started seeing, and I think most people started seeing video from across Washington, D.C., or, you know, video from all types of sources, but most of it concentrated right there near the Capitol of, like, these protesters turning into rioters, turning into basically terrorists, just busting through blockade after blockade after blockade, get, like, going through the lines of police, the Capitol police, like they were, you know, paper, um, Mm -hmm. which begs its own question of, whether or not and i think that the answer is pretty self-evident if you watch a lot of the video like whether or not the police were sort of like aggressively hands off like purposely allowing them to go through did you see anything like that or any videos like what 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 did you think i i didn't i didn't watch many of the videos i i've had a busy day so i've just been like catching up on little bits of twitter and facebook and all that but uh so I so I haven't actually seen it, but that's what I would assume, though, because it, it just seems like it all just went down so smoothly, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was like very little bloodshed. There was some bloodshed. This woman, um, uh, what's her name? Ashley, Ashley something. I don't forget. Ashley Babylon, I think, or Ashley Babbitt. Oh, sorry. the the Ashley, one girl, yeah, the, the one, one girl woman who, who was apparently a fourteen year veteran of the of the U.S. Air Force. I watched some of her. Cause she's on social media, like, uh, and and she had videos and stuff floating around. Um, so this woman was was tr- at the front of an effort to try to breach the doors or the windows into the speaker's office, which ended up happening anyway. Like they ended up doing that, and I guess the one cop who didn't get the memo to stand down and let these people do whatever <laughs> the fuck they want um, right. shot her, and. She had a uh, a, a che- she sustained a chest wound, went to the hospital, and later died. Um, and I kind of like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think very highly. You know, I don't think very highly of these people. We spend most of this show kind of picking on, on the center and the left, and kind of like focusing on our own shit. And we don't usually because mm-hmm. it's such low hanging fruit to to shit on, on MAGA people. But and it's it's kind of pointless, like. Right. like what MAGA person is listening to, listening to this show who cares but it it, it like legitimately made me feel sad when I, I listened to or watched a, a couple videos that she posted online in recent years and she just has that cadence that voice of like the brain poisoning the people that are just like 
like, um, one thing I want to ask uh, to my elected representatives is when are you going to start caring about the people? And then like saying these, <laughs> spouting these like ridiculous statistics about um, illegal aliens and, and uh, you know, she lived, she was from San Diego. So that was her big bugaboo was, you know, wanting border walls, um, protecting them from Tijuana. And it was just like, I wanted to say like, oh, it's one less evil person in the world. And, but I just, I mean, this is a person who, who knows what they would have gotten into with the rest of their life, but they weren't a dysfunctional person. They were functional enough that this woman was functional, functional enough that she spent 14 years in a regimented pretty, you know, I mean, you can joke if you know the military about how regimented the Air Force is or not, because it's kind of regarded as like the most kind of, you know, loosey-goosey of the of the branches. But <laughs> it, but still, like, it, it is still a branch of the military. It, you do still have to maintain yourself as something of a functional citizen to, to keep in it. You know, it's like there are demands of your time and expectations of you as a person. And it's not what you associate with a lot of the other, like, jokers that you see in these photos where they're like just complete dipshits wearing mm -hmm. like uh viking outfits and shit like that and, <laughs> and with like shields that are made out of duct tape and stuff like uh, there th th there's this whole crowd of like these people were destined for mediocrity and stupidity and for derision their whole life sure. and then there's somebody like this who it's like she served four tours in the Air Force. And I'm not valorizing that because I, I think the military in a lot of ways is bullshit and what the military does is bullshit. And that one of our biggest problems as a country is that we overvalorize the military when we should be like interrogating what our military actually does and what right. the Pentagon forces people like this woman to go do. Um, you know, we should be looking at that more and then all this like valorizing of it gives us cover to not examine it, right? whatever she was still within that construct she was a normal per quote-unquote normal person she was you know not the person that you think is going to be the one that like tries to breach the the the, the outer limits of the of the capitol hill of the of the capitol building you don't think that she's going to be the person that's like but like you can see in these videos that like and I mean, I'm sure you know people like this whose just brains have become poisoned over the over yeah. the last four years. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it it reminds me of like the five Trump people that I keep as Facebook friends for whatever reason, whether it's like just a really good old friend or someone who I've worked with a bunch on music, you know, stuff like that. And it's like I, I can't quite let them go. But when I see them post anything, it's just like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. The what the fuck happened to you thing. Yeah, it's like, and I, I don't know, maybe I I kind of self-selected out of a lot of that because I know I did have a lot and mm. I don't see them anymore on Facebook. That might be a function. I don't know, maybe it's a function of the algorithm or something like that. But like, I know that it, it's, it's just a weird feeling to see somebody like this. Like, I know there's one person that you and I are both thinking of that you know that we would not we would sadly not be surprised if this person was one of the people in this um 
you know, attempted coup or insurrection or whatever you want to call it. And if this person died doing it and it would to the outside world, it would look so strange because this person at one point in time was very productive citizen and trying like trying to, you know, make it a decent career for themselves. And and like, would you wouldn't think this, I don't think, I mean, like, I don't know, man, it's just so weird. And I, I, I hate to use the word sad because there's sad shit happening to people that are, way more deserving of our pity every day but right still it it fucks with me because i think the saddest thing is that like we know we're gonna have to deal with this residual like angst or mental illness for the rest of rest of our lives i mean this is like yeah those people are never gonna go back to any kind of normal that's just it's it's who they are now it's like it's so ingrained and and you know it's not about trump even at this point like it's just it's just who they are so anyway, around this time is when those people, you know, started busting in. And I think that this woman was among the first people to uh, kind of reach the walls of the actual rotunda or whatever, or to, to reach the walls of the actual Capitol building. And then, um, and, and again, eventually, I'm not sure how this happened, but they did get inside the rotunda. They did, did get inside the hallways. Eventually, they did take over the inside of the um, of the Senate floor and they took over the uh there was a lot of funny shit happening too there was like this shit kicking arkansas cop in his um you know in his in in his carhartt outfit or whatever with his <laughs> feet with his boots up on the desk of uh, on nancy pelosi's desk and i don't know there were some fucking really funny images <laughs> like that i saw the guy, he just like stole a piece of mail off of her off of her desk and went outside to the when he was leaving, they were like, what is that you've got? And he would just hold it up for reporters like, oh, I stole this off of her desk. And, oh, no, he said he didn't steal it. He left her 25 cents, which is how much the, <laughs> I guess, the postage was. I don't know. But he, so I just, I don't know, man. It was an insane day. It was a spasm of violence. It was, um, there was a video that stuck out to me of, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but like a cop, like a lone capital uh capital police officer being chased around the inside of the of the of the building by a group of of these you know of these rioters of these people of these insurrectionists whatever and specifically one like he was like a, this is like a, a, a bigger kind of heftier um middle-aged black guy maybe and uh he's being chased by this like tiny little white dude and who's just like, no, this is my building. This is my building. And I, I, I don't know, man. At this point, only six, seven hours after this happened, this is already trite and cliche to say. But fuck, man, if that was a black guy chasing a white cop around. Right. If that was a black guy chasing a white cop around. If the polarities of the issues that are at play were reversed. If it was a Black Lives Matter protester people don't talk about this but like in the wake of black lives matter since 2014 something like um or 2013 something like like 20 different black lives matter activists have just shown up dead out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and people don't really talk about that that much like in burned out cars like their skeletal remains just found in burned out cars or dumped in 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 um dumped in bodies of water it's weird i guess that's just a thing that happened but the, but this guy and all of these guys, mostly guys, some women, but mostly guys, they just get away with it, man. 
Yeah. And, and it's it, it that's all it took to take over this fucking to take over this corrupted, shitty, undemocratic, weak the physical structures of this garbage institution. And yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I when tell tell me how you received any of this. I know you said you had a busy day, but like, was there a point where you saw like alerts and you were like, "Oh, what the fuck is going on right now?" Yeah, pretty much from the beginning. I mean, I was like, "Wait, what's happening exactly?" And then uh, every single every single thing just sounded like it was getting like like crazier and and more insane. And then like the reaction to it has just been, you know, like you said. I mean, obviously the. Uh, the comparison to, you know, what would it have been like if, you know, these were black people is something that's been the refrain, like most of the day. I think that's been like, kind of like the big thing. The thing that I, I've been noticing a lot that, uh, you know, as usual, just, you know, just makes me so sick though, is those, those few Trump supporters I said, I have left on my Facebook friends list, like right on cue, uh, are calling us all hypocrites because they say that this is just what we've been approving of with Black Lives Matter for the last, uh, yeah. you know, however many months or years. And they're saying there's no difference between that and this, which... Yeah, no difference. Just, it, no appreciable just, or noticeable difference between those two things. <laughs> it's like, uh, how do you... Like that, you you posted that meme in our popcorn and puzzle pieces group, the Keanu Reeves meme. Uh, it's yeah. like that's kind of how I feel. It's like like wh- why sure. are you even gonna? But yeah, I, sure. Sure. Like wh- why am I gonna engage with with somebody who thinks that way? I mean, you but know? if you, if if you the purpose of this show is to engage and like if yes. you did want to engage or not you, but like I I encountered a lot of that too. I mean, like I've heard people or seen people saying that and. Uh, it doesn't just like it doesn't hold up to even the slightest scrutiny as of a, course a take or whatever. I mean, like the first of all, huge, the probably like the most high profile spat, spates of violence that emanated from or during or happened during the Black Lives Matter protests, which were again dozens and dozens of protests that were held over days and days and days weeks and weeks and weeks of time that were 90 like 95 or 99.5% um peaceful the mm-hmm. in within that little 0.5% of um you know spasms of violence and those like specific instances where you know the guy with the umbrella was kicking out windows and destroying property or where the the guys rolled up and killed the police officer in Oakland um, or where the LA, what was it? I think it was in LA where um, the guys started the fight with the police and started assaulting police from inside of the group of protesters. Like these like really high profile acts of violence that you associate with, with the, with that season of protest over the course of time, and another thing that a lot of people just don't want to talk about, over the course of time, uh, yeah, it came out that those were right-wing agitators. Those people mm. were were plants. Or in the case of that L.A. guy, it was a cop. It was a cop yeah. who was specifically trying to push the, the, the um, again, agitate. He was trying to agitate the situation and make it so that police had a predicate to, you know, pull out the batons and start 
caving in people's skulls. What I didn't well, let's see. Not, let's not forget that that's what they're saying right now, though, in the opposite direction, is that this is all Antifa and stuff like I that. I saw one. I saw one specifically like that. Some fucking brain geniuses came up with a, uh, <laughs> with like a video, or not a video, what do you call it? A, um, a comparison photograph of a uh they're like oh look at this this guy's an this guy is a member of antifa it's like this chubby fat white guy with like tattoos and they show another picture of him where he's it's just a different picture of him same chubby fat white guy with the same tattoos and they're like and and it just says the word antifa under underneath him <laughs> in in like a, a, i don't know just in like the gray space of the they're like look see he's antifa here's another photo of him and somebody typed the word Antifa under there. Now here's inscrutable. Inscrutable. <laughs> here's where the brilliant thing is. Um, yes, you can find that guy's picture on I think it's the Philadelphia um, Antifa website, right? So it's on like phillyantifa.com or something like that, which is I guess the organizing website for Philadelphia's Antifa chapter. I honestly don't even know how Antifa has chapters. Like I've never, I've been going to DSA <laughs> right. meetings for like two and a half years. I've never met an Antifa person or nobody's ever invited me to be an Antifa. I'm like right. six foot one, 280. You wouldn't invite <laughs> me to be part of your fucking, like you wouldn't invite me every single DSA meeting I go to. I'm far and away the biggest motherfucker there. Nobody has asked me to come mask up and get into fights on, 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 uh, you could it, bash a car with the best of them. I can <laughs> fucking, toss a motorcycle at a cop and like nobody has ever asked me to do it instead i work on the newsletter mild-mannered reporter yeah i mean like (laughs) in this date in social socialist history uh (laughs) was the great comstock riots of uh 1894 no they um no but uh the guy's picture is on the Philly Antifa website, but it's it's in the context that Philly Antifa was outing him as a known white supremacist and racist. <laughs> so, and they have a caption even on the on the thing. It's like, and it lists him and the three people that he's standing with, who are all members of these various like Aryan or Nordic or apparently the there's a a group that are called Odinists. Dave, have you heard of this? No. <laughs> like Odin from like Asgard, yeah. Thor. Like right. They carry around yeah. the hammers and they like believe in, they don't, I don't think they actually believe in Odin, but it's like they're identifying, I don't know, like thing that they follow. It's, it's, it's like you guys with the star. It's like, you don't believe that the star is, wait, do you guys believe that the star is like a God or is it just a star? <laughs> Ask the wrong guy. <laughs> Come on, do it, do it for me. I know you still remember it. That's good enough. That's right? all you know? Yeah. Damn. That's it. Uh, all, all those years of, of Sunday school, my bar mitzvah, that's all I your got. Your shul teacher would be so bitter, uh, bitterly mm. disappointed with you. Yeah. Dr. Um, Allen Berg. <laughs> you, guys still, you guys still see each other at the meetings, I'm sure. They're on Zoom Definitely. now. They've always Definitely. been on Zoom. <laughs> um, so, okay. Reset. Right now, it's 10.52 at night. Uh, the news is that the Senate vote, the Senate has reconvened under Mike Pence, who we neglected to mention earlier, 
Trump and MAGA world has ha, has been propagating over the last, I would say, like four or five days, this cockamamie idea that Mike Pence has the ability to reject what the Senate and what Congress and what the Electoral College present as, you know, Joe Biden, Joe Biden as the um, the uh, the president elect. Like they were saying, right. that Mike Pence, you have the ability to stop this. Mike Pence saying, I really I promise you guys, I honestly don't. Um <laughs> It, but it's one of these, like, to me, this is one of the more interesting things that's happened. It's a development. And like I say right now, it's 1052. Um, there have been these challenges to Biden's victory that have been going on, sort of performative, standing up and talking and complaining by people like Kevin McCarthy and a lot of the, um, the, the, the GOP leadership. It's harder in the context of this spate of violence that has been like roundly decried all day long. It's harder for them to do it. Some are still doing it. They've had to modulate their messaging because, you know, a lot of them, they got where they are by aligning with Trumpism, but they want to have a career after Trump is gone. And right. only Trump can really get away with this stuff. Like the rest of them, uh, Kevin McCarthy, I'm looking at him right now on, on, on my TV screen. He's not going to get like conservatives, MAGA people, Republicans, whatever around the country aren't going to rally around Kevin McCarthy, right? They're not mm. going to rally around like these guys like Josh Hawley and all these other, you know, kind of like fugazis. They're not going to, they, they want that one guy. They want their, they want the big boy. Right. And if they can't have the big boy, they're going to tear down as we saw today, everything else. So right now the Senate has voted to reject the challenge to President-elect Biden's victory in Arizona um, after members of Congress returned to the Capitol, which they did after the the all the Capitol had to be shut down earlier today. Um, what do you make of knowing what you know from doing this podcast the last few years, knowing what you know about GOP leadership and Mitch McConnell, his refusal to like entertain any of this saying mm -hmm. basically like well the process played itself out i'm not gonna uh entertain this any longer i'm not gonna draw this out anymore uh he's getting hailed as a uh as a, as a good guy for maybe the first time ever in his career which is completely asinine but i don't know what do you mm -hmm. what do you make of that that's i mean that's silly but that's i think that I think people love to have that story. Like they, they just love to be able to do that. The is that like the same way that they love Mitt Romney and everything, and they just, they just right. love anyone who does anything that's not absolutely terrible for a second. Right. If you can just stop and not do something horrible for a moment, liberals will forgive you so fast, just immediately. Immediately, they like, like. Wait till George, Trump becomes the next Bush. George like, W. Bush. Yeah. Oh, give it time. They're going to be yeah. like, damn, remember, I kind of missed those days. You know, we disagreed mm -hmm. on some really important things, but all in all, when it came down to it, after he tried to do a coup and after <laughs> he tried to like take over the country by force and after he, he botched the pandemic response and half a million more people died than needed to die, he was on balance, not a bad guy. Not bad. It's like it was pretty funny. <laughs> he was funny I'm, see now if they would say that i would give him credit for being honest sure because yes. that's my thing is this guy's a pisser he's a fucking he's a pisser and i will when he takes his last breath uh his last kfc you know encrusted <laughs> breath 
um, and keels over on the shitter, which is how he will die. Uh, oh, sure. I will miss him in a way that I don't know if I've ever missed anybody that I hate. And <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll be so sad to see him go. Like, they were sh- somebody showed a screenshot of his... Um, you know how it shows, like, how many tweets you've had in the last hour on your, like, thing? It's like, oh, five tweets in the last hour. Uh, yeah. The hour, I think it was, like, two days after after the election when there was a moment in the middle of the day on that Thursday where all the results came in and they were kind of like all flowing in and it became very obvious that Biden was going to win beyond a shadow of a doubt. And he tweeted 216 times (laughs) during that hour. And then they were like, and somebody compared it. They were like, okay, here's you finding out that, you know, that you lost in in a, um, in an election. And then here's you where your supporters are taking over, the U.S. Senate by force, and it was like one tweet because he only sent one. He sent the one that was like, "Hey, yeah. don't, don't, don't do that." <laughs> don't do that. Oh no, don't! <laughs> don't. The guy's fucking hilarious, man. Um, didn't he call his supporters special today? Isn't that he called them special? And he told them that he loved them. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you say go home be peaceful i love you <laughs> which i thought was funny because like you know that that had to burn up his kids right, especially yeah. like don jr who like mm-hmm. never tell he never he never gets that like, oh never never ever <laughs> he gets that probably as much as you do from your dad <laughs> yeah why would I tell you I love you? I'm not a gay person. <laughs> You're a man. He started calling me man lately. <laughs> this is the man? calling people man. Yeah. That's a new. Uh, that might be. Oh, he's doing it to a lot of people. I was gonna say that might be like a like you, you've you've reached a new level of respect in his eyes. Or something. Mm, that's possible too. <laughs> Has he, does he ever call you a mensch? No, never a mensch. I feel like Jewish people probably don't actually say the word mensch. That's like a, that's like a a goy thing. Like we don't. Yeah, I I think it's been played out. I think they probably did in like the nineties. So I don't understand all of the. As I'm sitting here looking at the live feed from this, I don't understand all of the procedural comings and goings. Which, hey, by the way, puts me in fucking um in in good company with all the rest of. of congress that does not understand what the fuck is going on right now um Uh but it looks like obviously this objection is one that's going to be um overturned this is the one pertaining to arizona they're going to raise objections like this to all of the states that would if you know i think nevada too nevada is another one um Mm -hmm. maybe maybe they won't i don't know um so like what this becomes is this becomes a thing where it was it was just again like a super procedural thing you I don't even know if you had to show up for this in the past but this process of apportioning the electoral votes is something that would just pass it would just go through now you're looking at it being like 294 to 120 so there are like a, right now 120 100 some odd GOP um, congressmen and women who now this is their new normal 
Like when mm-hmm. they run, when they go back in a, a year and a half and they have to do their campaigns when in their, you know, in, in, in fucking um, Elko or in fucking <laughs> 29 Palms or whatever, uh. like and they have to go, they have to go back to their homes, home towns. They're going to they, like, they need to be able to say that they defended the try, trying to stop the steal of the election. Right. And mm. now this. But this is another thing we talk about in the past, like genies in the bottle and getting, you know, released cats in bags and things like that. Like this is how it's going to be forever now. There's never going to be another just procedural one of these things where everybody just shows up and that's what happened. The election played out this way and we all just click the button that says vote and like that's it. We all go home. Like now everything has to be, now it's, it's always going to be fraught like this. It's always going to be a, a weird performative fight. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that, does that even matter? I feel like it does. Like, should it have I just mean, it is, it is a fight? change. I don't know how much it like, I, I don't know how it matters like uh, in the grand scheme of things, but it is a change. It's not, not a change. It, it is, is different. How about this? You go and you get your oil changed in your car every three months, right? Mm-hmm. And when you do it, the guy tells you, okay, $25.80. And you're like, and you give him the $25.80. What if like just randomly one day there started being a thing where like you would you you take the $25 out of your pocket but hold it really tight? And he had to like rest it out of your hand. <laughs> Like that's what that reminds me of. I'm trying to think of it of some kind of analog, but it's like it's absurd to the point of uselessness. It's wasted energy. It's just acrimony and animosity. You got to go back there in three months and get your oil changed again. Like what the what's the fucking point of this? Like wh- right. And then it's like I guess it's you going back home and telling your wife like, hey, I tried to save money on that oil change. I I did my best to save some money. Like by what? Hold, physically holding on to the the twenty a little harder, and like yeah. not letting the guy pull it out of your hand. I, you gotta do I what you gotta do to to make to make the wife happy. So, <sighs> all right. So whatever. It looks like in a couple of weeks we're gonna have um, President Joe Biden, and uh, we're gonna be Joe vibing, and that's it. I don't know, man. I I think t- today was. Well, do you think today is going to have is going to continue tomorrow? Like, like you said, this weekend something else. Is no, no, happen. today like, will end today, and then tomorrow is a different day. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. I don't uh, think today will continue into tomorrow. I think at do midnight you think, this day will end. Do you think today will matter tomorrow, or do yeah, you think no. it's just? I'm, I'm I'm fucking with you, but like, yeah, I think it's. I, I don't think today is a throwaway day. I think today is okay. a really crucially important and horrible thing that happened um something different happens tomorrow based on today and it's just it's just a uh domino effect from here it's an acceleration today was was a huge acceleration um Mm. i i don't i don't know man i'm trying to temper this and not be a prisoner of the moment but like something like this hasn't happened before if you would have told me that something like this would happen i i don't know if i would have believed you because i've always sort of thought of this particular stripe of Trump, of 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 conservative um, zealotry as being 
very online, but very like like low energy in real life. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought that 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 thousands of these people would have the energy to run across a lawn, push through barricades, and smash open doors. Right. Um, this is a pretty high carb crowd. I did not think that <laughs> they would be um, that they would do that. I I I didn't. I mean, I I know that in in their minds they would want to. I just didn't think that they would have the acumen or the balls to do right. it. And um, I don't know. Today I was saying, I, I, I mean, they're emboldened, right? Because they know that, that like, there were, like, in, in this mass insurrection, there were 13 arrests or something. There might, there might be more now since then because I read that stat at, like, 8 o'clock a few hours ago. 13 arrests. I mean, there were some of these protests during the BLM movement over the summer and the BLM protests where there were like dozens and dozens and dozens, hundreds of people that were being arrested, mm-hmm. paddy wagons getting loaded with people. And, and there were 13 arrests today in this mass spate of violence. And this, mm-hmm. this, this orgy of like, of, uh, of violence towards the authorities. And, um, I don't want people to get arrested. I think people should, I, I usually don't think cops are in the right, but you can't help but notice that, which is different from liberals who are like, yeah, why not them? They should be arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you were in charge of this movement and you saw that today, what happened? 13 of your people got arrested. One person got killed. And to be honest, you don't really care that much about those people anyway. Mm-hmm. What would what that happened today would be incentive to stop you from making this happen again, right? Yeah. Why not? Why fucking yeah. not? Plus, with how fucking easy it was, so easy, <laughs> and it'll be that way. It will be that yeah. way, unless you get like a you know you might run into a buzzsaw of a reaction. Like if 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 the chief of the Capitol Hill police, um, of the, of the Capitol Police force, like feels like he's being. I don't know, wrongly maligned for um, for this light response. Then, yeah, I mean, there was a point, Dave, where like they quoted a um, they quoted a cop where a reporter asked him like, "What are you doing? These people are just you're just letting them pass now," and he was like, "Hey, you got to just let them go do their thing now. At this point, that's all we can do is let them go do their thing." It's like, are you fucking crazy? Are you serious? Ridiculous. And. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that the best thing that could happen for the country, honestly, and I would hate to see him go, but honestly, the best thing that needs to happen is that, like, Donald Trump's brain needs to stop working and he needs to just, like, go into cardiac arrest and die. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, he's at a, I think he's at a dangerous point now. He's at a really dangerous point. Like, the, the Jim Acosta, Jim Acosta had some really, <laughs> some really unintentionally funny scoops today during his reporting. And at one point, he got on with, um, and I sent this to you. Right, the uh, the screenshot where he got on with, um, I think he was with uh, Jake Tapper, and he was like, "Jake, it brings me no joy to tell you this, but uh, my source, who is very close to the president in the White House, says that he's lost his mind." <laughs> <Don't speak. laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know, man. I guess last thing as we close up right now, the, this episode, and look cautiously towards the future i guess the republic survived today again i'm trying not to make too much out of this because but i i I don't know maybe that's that's the wrong reaction 
Um, so three White House staffers looks like like low level kind of people. Well, not low level, just like people that aren't very high profile, I should say. Um, Stephanie Grisham, who is the Melania's chief of staff, uh, Social Secretary Rick Nicetta, Niketa, uh, and Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews all quit Wednesday. And this, I think this has just happened in the last few minutes or last hour or so. Um, I don't know. Like you work in a posi- in those kind of positions. That's not like being in charge of janitorial services. Those are things that are furthering press secretary, chief of staff, uh, you know, social secretary, which sounds like a silly position, but is an important position. Like those are like, you're on board with MAGA shit. If you're in, you're not just like, Oh, I'm in charge of operations or I'm in charge right. of like, uh, the cafeteria or something like that. You are on board with the MAGA messaging. Like, is that just bullshit posturing quitting two weeks before to like, try to, I don't know, save yourself for your next job or not be, um, associated with with the scum and villainy that that happened today i mean like do do you give those people any kind of credit for for quitting of course not it's just a big no <laughs> go out on that no <sighs> and then yeah that's it man i don't know you want you want to promote something are we getting together this weekend do you want to give people a uh, a heads up of when when that might come out and what that's going to be about yeah, I'm I'm hoping uh on Saturday I'm going to rewatch it. Uh Bloody Nose Empty Pockets, great movie from 2020 that we never got a chance to cover on piecing it together. Shout out, and I know shout you... out to Awesome Movie Years Jason Harris who was on your show giving his top 10 and yes. told me about that sh- that movie. Yep, made um, made the top 10 episode and made uh top yeah. top 10 episode. Did it was it just so, him or did it make any of you guys as you and Josh? No, that no. that one was just on his list, but uh we both agreed that it's uh it's pretty damn great. And so I'm looking forward to rewatching it and then talking about it with you. We'll do a little uh crossover episode. It's been a little while since we've done one of those. Yeah, check that movie out if you haven't seen it. It's on YouTube, uh Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. Um, yeah, man. So go to sleep in America and we'll wake up in in who knows what. Can't wait to see what happens. 